0: My name is attached to that. In, in 50 years, my name will still have been attached to, yeah, Snail Rape and George Eastman. It must be what our audience feels like listening
1: to this show. By the third act, you're just like, you drunk assholes. Just shut up. I guess yay for Satanism. You can see the look of glee. He's grinning so hard that he's going to be sore cheek tomorrow. Obviously, the name of the speech is Murder, Death, Shark Beach. You're going to do a musical number now.
0: Yeah!
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net with alternative hosts. I'm Eugene Weaver.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. And I'm and I'm uh, Eric Marner. How are you doing? <laughs> That's great. Uh, well played, sir. What a world. What a world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. I could get into it, but nope. let It's not. Nope. Nope. Let's let's let's, <laughs> let's play nice. <laughs>
1: Oh, let's just not talk about it. Not pl- 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 that too. Yes. All right.
0: That
1: was good. Um. Yeah. Where to begin? Uh. What are you drinking? Um. Kilbegan. Again, and I'm still on. Again. Canadian Hunter. This is. I told you. It's going to get boring. Same five things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now next week. Well, unless I destroy that bottle, I've got a new bottle. Uh, but I don't know what it's called—some weird name in a weird shaped bottle that was fifteen bucks. I'm like, yeah, let's try that. That's new. Yeah, and I'm I'm low, and I've
1: got a tenor, so it's I gotta get something for a little bit of sipping this weekend. And with, yeah. with a tenor, that that means you're going. I I might be backtracking on my LTD ban. I
0: was just gonna say, when who is which one of us is gonna end up with LTD next? Oh, I hope not. One of
1: us is. It's gonna happen. Oh, I don't want it. I don't want it. It's a headache in a bottle.
0: <laughs> yes. What? But uh, well, anyway, that used to be my go-to. Like every, like that was that was my drink, and now it's like almost like that's kind of like the that's almost like the Bud Light of of Scotch whiskey. Oh, or whatever. It's it's uh, if that if, if that maybe even more like a Keystone natty, Light.
1: It's a natty light. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my. So yeah. anyway, how's the fam? Uh good. Everybody's healthy right now. Um that's a good thing. Yep. So trying to find I'm trying to find positives and positives are our kids are healthy, we're healthy. It's all you can uh, do. This that's, that's yep.
1: all you can do. That's trying to do the same. My same kids are all healthy too here, which is interesting in January. Yep. Uh, with a lot, youngest one went into his last round of shots and the nurse wasn't quick enough, so while she was putting it in, he winced and so she jerked and now his arm is Bruised about the size of a tennis ball. Oh uh, like man, guy! But he's the little hulking tank boy, so he he just it. looks more ripped than he normally does. <laughs>
0: oh, there you go. But he has nice. been a bit whiny. No. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, other than that, you know, um, there I've been watching almost like if I'm stressed about stuff. um I'll either really sink my time into work and or kids or movies, especially like specific kinds of movies, which we'll be talking about later tonight, so that's kind of what I've been doing is really sinking into work and home life and movies ditto so yeah.
1: absolutely the same here and and just trying to not look at it as
0: much as possible, yeah exactly and and even finding different podcasts that uh that interest me and I found a new one that I really I'm really liking and so we'll we'll see how that goes yeah, I downloaded a few
1: episodes of that one you told me about I was like oh I just scrolled through the uh movies they were talking about and I was like oh I like that I'll, I'll download and then I looked at the runtime three and a half
0: hours yeah oh so they're like, a, oh, yeah, they're long lord I've listened to three episodes now and now I'm like, it's almost like you have to give, like, you've told me this before, you have to, you have to give these podcasts like a couple, a couple episodes and then it's like, okay, I get their shtick, I get what, what the, the, their jokes and their puns and how they act with each other. And, um, you know, at that point then I'm like, okay, now I'm in, I know the, I know the three guys on this show and now, you know, and so, everybody can have so far, a bad so
1: episode, or a dull episode, or an off episode, or you know, one where it's like, yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, we're the only one that brings that to you each and every week. Okay, let's move on yeah. to <laughs> the roulette, where we dive Ruby into the ocean, uh, ocean of Netflix to try to find those gems in the rough. And it's my turn to go first this week, and I had uh, ugh, the the impossible from 2012. Tracking one family's harrowing experiences, this gripping drama depicts the chaos generated by the massive 2004 tsunami in Southeast Asia, starring Ian McGregor and, uh, I don't have it here in front of me. Naomi Watts? There you go, Naomi Watts. I want to say Naomi, Naomi piece, but that was not right. Mm. And like I said last week, yeah, I got a thing with tsunamis that really freaks me the hell out, especially this trailer. uh is, Practically given me nightmares about it because they're separated with their kids and yeah, to find each other and everything. And this is—I mean, it took me about five sittings to watch this movie because this is cry the movie. Uh, oh, I'm not saying that in a negative way, really. It's a very powerful movie and it was very good, but um, ugh, boy, you should at least watch like the first half an hour to see the tsunami stuff. That was
0: really it pretty well
1: well, yes, shot. Yes, it was well shot. It was well made. I do have some issues with some of the ways they did things like for the first 40 minutes or 30 or 40 minutes after, that's what it seemed like after the tsunami hit, we are only with the mother and the one son. We have no idea what happened to the others. We're just following them for a long time till they finally get somewhere. And then it goes to the guy and the the separation. I didn't really like that because for 40 minutes, you're just assuming they're dead
0: or, but you know, they're not because you saw the trailer now, do you think they, that was purposely done so that you are questioning that? Or it's like you're trying to be in that moment with you're the mom You're trying to be in that child. moment with the mom and everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was pretty effective on that front, them doing it that way. But at the same time, she was so banged up from the tsunami that she was, I mean, it was gross. It, uh, it was gross. And, oh, and her son was Tom Holland, uh, who is the new Spider-Man.
0: Oh no, kidding! Yeah. Wow,
1: and he gives a oh, fan, kinda cool. fantastic performance. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, so she's screaming a lot during that time, which is it, like I kept turning the value volume down because uh, it just you know, lots and lots of screaming and you. Oh, it was so gross, and she's in pain and dragging half her leg around. Oh, I was just like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to watch this. Um. And then uh, then we start following Ian McGregor's character around as he's looking for his wife and he's got the two boys with him. And you're like, well, thank God. You couldn't have given me two seconds to at least know that it, they're all right and the two youngest boys are okay. And um, Yada, yada, yada. I don't want to give away the whole entire movie. But uh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, I had another pretty big negative that bugged me. And this is a nitpicky thing, I guess, maybe. But this is... Get to know me, listener. When it's based on a true story... I don't like when shit's made up, and there are some things that I can tell in a, based on a true story where it's like, you flat out made that shit up, and one of the things is uh, they're at a hospital looking for the mom. They don't know the mom's alive, they don't know the son's alive, Ian McGregor is there, and he's running around this hospital at the same time that his, his wife is there and his son is there, they don't know he's alive. And so they have all these different cuts of where they're walking around hallways and stairways and just missing each other and just not bumping Aww. into each other. And it's to, it's to make the audience be like, Oh, anxious and shit. And it's like, exactly, yeah. there's no way that you could, that, that, if that even happened, there's no way that any of them ever knew it. So mm-hmm. it, 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 that just, that scene pissed me off. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of, Frightening tears and happy tears and lots and lots of happy reunion tears and and just, no, uh, yeah. tears and tears no. and tears, holy crap, okay, uh, lots of frickin' weeping for me and and uh, this movie so that's why it was so so
0: this was this week was your heavy movie last week was my heavy movie with the the movie about the uh the alcoholic yes uh, The visits so, yeah so there there won't be a whole lot of that tonight Uh
1: yeah hopefully not uh, but but I do I am glad that I watched it and. Uh, you might enjoy watching it. I would not say dump it off the queue. It was just shit that personally yeah. affected me as a dad and missing kids and shit. And ugh. Yeah. Holy crap. It was scary. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway, tell us about uh, the Oscar winner that you watched.
0: Oh, you mean G.J. Eckther Camp's classic uh, tale of. Intrigue? Uh, no. no. Uh Death Race. No, oh, I'm being some being stupidly not funny. Uh that's the director <laughs> of that's the director of Death Race 2050. Uh, I
1: thought it was Roger Corman.
0: No, he produced it. It's,
1: oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, oh, directed it's, by well, this G- isn't
1: Death Race twenty fifty, by the way. This is Roger Corman's Death Race twenty fifty. Yes. N- name, Yes. Name.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cash In's Death Race twenty fifty. Um I no, this was garbage garbage um it took me three sittings so you you beat me on that round you you had five sittings this took me three sittings of about a half hour each to get through this i garbage uh i just the original death race uh while very similar in the plot uh i liked a lot because it's that old school 70s i don't know quirky campy Dated fun. This is sci-fi channel of the week. Garbage. It's garbage. Um, I, I literally, I'm like, okay, when it was done, I'm like, what? What can I find that was good in this? I'm like, the cars were kind of cool because they were reminiscent of the original Death Race. They didn't go the. Uh, they didn't go the Paul W. S. Anderson route, uh, which I did like that movie. By the way, the 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 other remake, mm-hmm. uh, World's better than this, uh, but that one had. That more, I don't know, like actual realistic future type machinery. This one here was trying to look like the old seventies, whatever, but yeah, shot on video, bad actors. I mean, the thing is, it's like everything about this movie that I did not like is kind of in the original, but it works in the original. And this one, I hated everybody in the movie, hated everybody. The CGI was awful. Uh, uh, Roddy McDowell or Malcolm McDowell. I'm sorry. Malcolm McDowell is in this cashing a paycheck in the Frankenstein character is lame. I didn't like him. Um, I, I mean, it's even at this point, hard for me to remember a whole lot about it because I kept on tuning out and then like, no, pay attention, come on, pay attention, Eugene. And then CGI blood. And I'm like, Nope, I'm back out. This sucks. Turn it off. Watch it tomorrow, whatever. So yeah, three different sittings, one star for the cool cars and just going on the nostalgia of the original um but this is this is asylum garbage in my opinion
1: oh come on Asyl- okay i no, I, no, I, no. I watched this movie as well spoiler mm-hmm. alert <laughs> um and okay the original death race i had heard a lot about and was really excited about it's got that cool cover and, uh, awesome. And then I went and watched it, and I was like, uh, uh, man, <laughs> I mean, it's okay. Uh, on a rewatch, when you know you're in for a Roger Corman, campy, 70s time, it's fine. It's a, a, a watchable stupidness. And I thought that this was very, very much in the exact same vein as, as that first movie. Um, Is it good? Yeah. Uh, I watched it in one sitting. I... Thought it was, oh, wow. I, I was amused by it. It didn't bother me. I kind of liked it, actually. I, I, I didn't hate it at all. Um, I thought it suffered the same problems as the first one. It was goofy and weird and bad acting, and it's a Roger Corman movie. I mean, we have that ladder that we always talk about. At the very bottom is Asylum. Then it's Sci-Fi Channel. Then it's Roger Corman. And then it's... You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. And it was right there for me in a Roger Corman world. Uh, yeah, it had dodgy CGI and whatever, but that was that low-budget... Corman thing that he did back then is that that's the new low-budget thing that you can do now, and that's what was going on there. Uh, That's about the most deep defense I can give to it uh, is it looks and feels exactly like a Roger Corman movie, even for this time. Uh, I wouldn't go to war over this movie or anything, but uh, I had an enjoyable time with it. I I really like uh, I think his name is Manu Bennett. He was uh, the main guy. I've seen him in stuff so I'm familiar with him. And and, and okay. so I enjoyed him here. I, not great or anything. I there've been a lot of people pissed that he took the mask off and I'm like, who cares? Uh whatever. It's it's death race. Yeah. We look, look, I also enjoy that that remake, but it was funny to see this with oh just the with the goofy car. It was just goofy.
0: You know? And eh alright. <laughs> yeah, I I did nothing for me. I'm
1: kinda surprised. I, I figured nothing. you you'd, would, would have been okay with it but that was gory no, I, and... w- I,
0: I wish <sighs> i wish and, and it probably didn't help that i really did enjoy death race the other remake uh i really liked that movie and i don't it just this did nothing for me nothing all right well there you have so, it yeah go. Cool. And, and maybe even this might have been better with a with uh you know Group of like-minded people drinking and making fun of it. Maybe then I would have been more enjoyable. But as it was, by myself, trying to get through it, I'm like, ugh, ugh, come on." So, oh, I'm, I'm one sure recently
1: watched will be just full of award-winning masterpieces. Mm.
0: Oh, just wait. Oh, boy. if only it
1: had been released on Arrow and cost thirty bucks, you might have liked it better.
0: Then it would be like, wait a minute, <laughs> there's some merits in this thing. <laughs> um, okay,
1: uh, we're taking a lot of time on the roulette. Let's let's get it moving here so we can get to recently watched. Yeah, and I get to go first. Okay, your movies, Hostage to the Devil. Follow the eerie story of Father Malachi Martin, a disenchanted priest whose belief in demonic possession would lead him to conduct several exorcisms. And at first I thought this was going to be your crappy horror movie of the week, but it turns out it's a documentary. So, alright. Next up is Stereo. Yeah. Eric's peaceful rural family life is shaken by the arrival of sinister figures who claim to know him and a mysterious friend who may not even exist. And lastly, Camp X-Ray. Fresh Army recruit Amy Cole, uh, the chick from Twilight, is assigned to Guantanamo Bay's Camp X-Ray, where she forms a surprising bond with one of the prisoners in her charge. A little more serious, but I watched the trailers for Stereo and Camp X-Ray, and they both look not like... Low budget garbage. Like they look like legit shit. So,
0: okay. I I
1: mean legit okay. good shit, not legit shit like we watch every week.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, and for you, I have Drunk Stoned Brilliant Dead: The Story of the National Lampoon. A look at the history of the American comedy publication and production company National Lampoon from its beginning in the seventies to two thousand and ten, featuring rare and never before seen footage. Um, next up is Papa Hemingway in Cuba. This movie here we actually had at, uh, the theater that I work at and, uh, it got, uh, a lot of praise for the, uh, we only had this for, I believe two days. Is it documentary? Uh, um, I didn't, I did not see it. I don't believe it. Oh, it, I think uh, I, bio- saw, I saw,
1: the trailer for this. It was like, yeah, yeah it's like a biopic.
0: Yeah, biopic, yes. Um, but I, I'm, this was one of the New York Film Critics series movies. So, uh, we only, that, those movies we only get for either one or two showings. So I wasn't able to see it, but the people that did see it, uh, seemed to really like it. So, uh, in 1959, a young journalist ventures to Havana, uh, Cuba to meet his idol, the legendary Ernest Hemingway, who helped him find his literary voice while, in, while the Cuban revolution comes to a boil around them. Sounds really good. It's an hour and fifty minutes, so it's a little bit longer for a roulette, but it's one that because I had heard such good things about it, I'm like, you know what, that should be Mm -hmm. thrown thrown on the roulette. And last but not least, um, bear with me here. I have to uh, pull that up here. Uh, Hieronymus Bosch, touched by the devil. Um, This is a documentary. Uh in 2016 the Bra- oh geez. uh a, a, muse- a museum in the Dutch city of Den Bosch held a special exhibition devoted to the work of that name who died 500 years ago this late medieval artist um lived his entire life in the city causing uproar with his fantastical and utterly unique paintings uh in which hell and the devil always played a prominent role so Sounds a bit interesting, I think. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, almost three documentaries, kind of. Yeah. But uh, there was slim pickings for unique roulettes this week for me, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: so. Uh, well, all three of those go in the queue right away. But I'm going to take the drunk stone brilliant dead. Okay. Just because I think that sounds cool. The Papa Hemingway thing, I'm definitely going to watch. That sounds really cool. I like anything yeah, that me has too. to do with Cuba in the 60s. But at an hour 50, I also don't want to hit play and 10 minutes in go, oh, no, no. So, yeah, Yeah. I'll take the silly, funny documentary, hopefully. And I might, good chance I'll report back on the Hemingway one as well.
0: Cool. Okay. And um, I did process of elimination here. The camp x-ray thing, I think sounds pretty legit. But at two hours, I'm like, like you said, I'm not willing to take that. Take that grenade, not this week, not after the last couple of roulettes. Uh, Stereo looks okay, but that could very well be a dud. I'm going with the safest pick, which I am guessing is going to be Hostage to the Devil, which is documentary, and usually documentaries, even if they're not the greatest, usually there's some interesting stuff in there. So, Hostage to the Devil. Okay, two documentaries next week. It'll be
1: Drunk Stone, Brilliant Dead, against Hostage to the Devil. Yeah, alright, cool. Are you ready to move on to Recently Watched, sir?
0: Yes. Now, do we have any uh, rabbit
1: trail stuff for later tonight? Did you, did you think of anything? I've got my sheet up on the wall. I figured we'll just play it by ear. You know, if you think of something, write it down. Let's just loosey-goosey tonight. Okay, got it. It's not like, like I told you the very first episode of this stupid show... I don't think you and I will have any problem talking about movies for an hour, uh, no. whatever the case may be. And I'm up first, damn it. Okay. Uh, the World's End. I've been wanting to talk about this one for about a month and a half. Uh, mm. Edgar Wright. Is that Edgar Wright? Yeah. Edgar Wright. Yeah. Uh, nah, not much to say. My, my recently watched is going to be fairly boring tonight. It's all movies that have come out in the last year or things that we've talked about in the past. I not much to say about The World's End. It was amusing. I think I, it's probably the least of the their trilogy for me, but I still enjoyed it. It was amusing. It was just, it was a lot harder to get into it because the main character is such an asswipe that you're just like, oh, take a hike. You're just a pain, you know? Um, but it it had its laughs, and the end was, you know, the third act was interesting, and the very end was good, but at the same time, it was like, it must be what our audience feels like watching, or listening to this show. By by the third act, you're just like, you drunk assholes. Just shut up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, especially the last episode. Wow. Oh, that was good. That was good. Oh, that was, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Me screaming at my editing machine going, just shut up. Oh, God, shut up. <laughs> so, yeah, Ooh. World's End, thumbs up. I'll keep it in the collection, you know, that nice little trilogy set there of the, the Coronado trilogy, I believe it's called.
0: Yeah. I will agree with you, though. Uh, that would be my least favorite of those three. I think that Hot Fuzz is my favorite. Shaun of the Dead would be second, and then this one oh, would really? be third. They're, that surprises yeah. me. I love Hot Fuzz. That thing was hilarious. I thought that was actually funnier than Shaun of the Dead.
1: Did you at the time?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, literally, I don't I, remember I feeling watched... that
1: way, because I, I thought that you because of the horror aspects, you were more into Shaun of the Dead.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I really like all of the riffs on the zombie genre and Romero's Dawn of the Dead. But for some reason, uh that hot fuzz and just that take on the 80s action, I loved that movie. Uh, that would be... I I would go to that one a lot more than the other two to rewatch. I've watched that one way more than Sean and... uh wow, that surprised me. World I mean, I, yeah. I agree
1: with you, so I think that's great. Well... I mean, every time I have this argument, I, I maybe I'd put Sean and Hot Fuzz about the same level. Okay. Because the Hot Fuzz has that thing in between the second and third act where it's just a little too long. Like, there should be like... It gets a little longer, right. yep. cut out or something of the conspiracy stuff or something in there where I'm yeah. like, more jokes now, I'm getting bored. But every single time I see Timothy Dalton, I, I snap to oh, two things. Oh, he's great! Now, in any movie, I, I snap to two things. I snapped to... Um, one of my favorite Bonds, controversial state court. Uh-huh. I don't give a crap. He ruled. And the, the,
0: <laughs> when he's got yeah. this fire in
1: his mouth and he's moaning at the end of hot Fuzz. Uh, It's So yep. funny.
0: Yeah. He was great in that movie.
1: Absolutely. He's a fantastic actor.
0: He can do anything. Yeah, he is good.
1: World's end. There you have it.
0: All right. Uh okay. So,
1: um and if you you've got uh, like seriously, my stuff's kind of boring. So if you got double headers, feel free to take more of the time and I'll just pop in, we'll make conversation and go.
0: Okay. Well, let me just get this one out of the way cuz we're going to probably have some disagreement on this one, oh, but you did say on last episode you were like, "You know what? Uh because I made you sit through the oh, I'm surprised you remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yep. I did watch Doctor Strange." Oh, okay. Um, you know, it just, it was okay, Um, but... Well, now wait, in uh, my
1: defense, I only told you it was okay. I just, I only told oh, okay. I only told you to watch it as a primer for the Doctor Strange live-action movie, so that you know oh. what the... I was not, like, saying it's a 10 or something. I, okay, I, I, okay. I think I've got it at, like, a 7.
0: Okay, because at the end of the day, I'm like, eh, it's okay. I mean, like, I, yeah, but... It, it to me, this is right there with the Wonder Woman animated movie that I watched. Yeah, I'd I like. agree. I agree. Um, it's got some cool stuff in it, but uh, I would pick like the 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 best like that style of animation. The the, the top tier was the uh, the Batman, the double header Batman one that Returns. you got me to. That was. That was awesome. I loved that. I know. I, um, I, I'm,
1: I You're not saying anything I disagree with or I haven't said before. We're on the same page. Okay. The only reason I wanted you to watch that thing, you can go listen to 10 episodes of this show where I said it, uh, was so that you have a primer on the Doctor Strange origin because the live action movie is coming. That's, that's yeah. all. Just so you can watch the... See, now you can go watch the live action movie whenever you get around to it and go, oh, this, this, like, I got it. This is the way it's supposed yeah. to be.
0: That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So and it was only it 70, was 75, 75 minutes yeah, long. Yeah, 75 <laughs> minutes long. Yeah. So it was like, okay, well there you go. It was that was it. But um anyway, so yeah, I watched it. It's off the list. There you go. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate okay. that. Okay.
1: I'll be stopping by tomorrow oh. to pick up my next friggin Olaf Eatenbach movie. Uh, ooh. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, um, Just remember the consequences you know, I, of that action, sir.
0: Yes, that's true. <laughs> yes, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the four-hour
1: oh. epic Olaf-Eatenbach movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: we shall see. Um, stay tuned, dear listener, yeah. uh, listeners. Uh, okay. Um, um, okay, so I'll do one more before turning it back to you. Um, I'm going to get the boring stuff out of the way right now, and then we're going to get into the more fun stuff. Sherlock season four. I watched the three episodes of that to hopefully complete that series for good, probably not. Because damn, it's I, very popular. Oh wow! I uh, uh, episode one, I'm like that was okay. That wasn't bad. It's not. It's nowhere near the heights of seasons one and like one or two of the episodes in season two. Um, episode two, I'm like, now nah, here we go. Now this is getting good. And then episode three was. Awful. Like, and I don't mean like in the context of the Sherlock Holmes series, but I, I hated that episode. It was, I get, I get it. Sherlock Holmes is fairly unrealistic to begin with, but for some reason that felt like a cash grab. Like, Hey, we're, it's lost now. It's we're popular. So let's come up with something. And this is completely far fetched, but maybe people will like it. It, I hated it. (laughs) Um, actually made me mad when the time they credits rolled i 'm like, yeah, that was a waste of time and money done i'm I'm done with the show we need to end that show so Oh, yeah. I mean
1: well that was season or episode three what about was there a fourth i don't know it, how it, no that was it. Oh, there oh. was just three episodes I heard the three from what i've heard I, i'm not i haven't watched the show yet if i will uh from what i 've heard the end of that season ended there was a kind of a big twisty thing in the last 10 minutes or so people were kind of divided on it but some said that it saved what was an otherwise lesser season they were like that ending made it
0: all worth the mm-hmm. while and people were raving
1: about it i was like oh right, no whatever.
0: no it was it was stupid i hate it i like the whole way through i'm like this is getting more and more asinine and then the ending i'm like what no. No, this is dumb. I I did not like it. And I'm probably in the minority but did not work for me. And this is coming from someone that loves the Sherlock Holmes TV show and the movies and the mythology behind Sherlock Holmes. I like all that stuff, but uh that last episode ruined it. I'm you guys need to be done now. At least in my opinion. Are you going to be done? Yeah, probably. I mean I even my wife was just she was like Ugh, that was yeah. Um so, it honestly, put a damper on the rest of the series, because it,
1: maybe it's just... Uh, don't, don't do that, though. Don't be like that. Those are people that are like, oh, your shitty sequel
0: ruined the great original. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, no, but it, it's just, I, I would have much rather had, like, they put too much... Um, instead of, like, the one-off episodes to where there's, here's the mission this week, and here's an hour-and-a-half-long thing, whatever. It made it to be more of a whole-season arc... Where I wish they would just be Holmes and Watson solving crimes. And then we move on to the next episode and it's a new one and, and it's not interrelated to the last one. Stay in Uh, your lane. Do your thing. That's it. (laughs) Yep. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So uh, it's just me, Uh, whatever, but it didn't, it did nothing for me. And I was uh, very, very let down by that.
1: Fair enough. Okay. Next up, Matrix Reloaded. We haven't talked too in-depth about oh, wow. Matrix movies. Uh, maybe at some point no. we should, and now's a pretty good time. I, we showed Addie the first yeah. one. We started showing her the second one. Uh, we got interrupted with like 30 minutes to go, and then she went to bed or had to go to bed, and Lauren was like, let's keep watching this. I was like, all right, I'll watch I like this movie. That's fine. <laughs> and I generally, I mean, I think most people would agree the first one's a masterpiece, second one, lesser so, third one, whatever. doesn't matter. For me, yeah, first one's a masterpiece, and I like the second one a lot more than most people ended up liking it, and so does my wife. And I think I liked it, I still like it better than most people most reviews do. It has its issues. I don't like the burly brawl, even the first time, I remember the first time watching this movie in the theater at like 11am at Titletown by myself. And that burly brawl, I was like, "This is pretty sweet," with some really dodgy CGI. Oh, really? I haven't seen it in years. <laughs> oh, I remember the so... first time I watched it, thinking the CGI was dodgy. It is. It's weird-looking rubber people floating around at certain. Most of it is good. There's just certain parts where it's like, and I don't really like the burly brawl score for whatever reason. It annoys me. But once we get past that, everything else in that movie. I like more and more and more every time I watch it. That car chase is amazing. The freeway scene amazing yes, it is. even with some dodgy CGI rubber looking people in that too. It's still fantastic and awesome and oh I love that part. Um still lots of great to this movie. The very end of this movie I th- was is amazing. I love it. And it may, I remember walking out of the theater and just being like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they ended it on a freaking cliffhanger. I want to see the next one right now." So I, I have a different opinion than most most people are pretty down on Reloaded, but I actually like that movie, and I I haven't watched uh, the third one in a while, and it's time to go back and visit that. I know a lot of people were even more down on that one, and I recall liking that one even better than Reloaded.
0: Uh, and, uh, that one was pretty action-heavy. I mean, I remember a lot of battles going on there. And it is. I liked all three of too. them.
1: It is, and every, but everybody says, oh, it's just so heavy on the religious allegory and God and the devil, and hell, and it's like, so? I mean, who cares? Yeah. That kind of feeds into the whole mythology of The Matrix, where re- religion would have come from in The Matrix. It, it makes sense. I didn't think it was super heavy-handed the way everybody else does. I, it is. is. After watching it a few times, it I guess it is, but I still liked it. I don't know. What are you looking for for me? I, it's it's a good frickin' movie. How are you ever gonna top The Matrix? You're not. That's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. I, and... I got to watch the Animatrix, too. I forgot about that one. That one's sweet. Oh, yeah, that was great. I loved that thing. I, there is nothing in Matrix-related that I have thus far not liked. And, again, I haven't watched those three movies in a long time, including the Animatrix. I haven't watched that either but uh, in a while, but I've always been a fan of that series. Yeah, me too. And
1: I'm, this is a Blu-ray set that I bought, like, oh, shit, two years ago. <laughs> uh, but it was, you know, Addy is getting to the age where... We can sneak an R-rated movie in here or there based on content. And I said, you know what? I want your first one to be special. And her first one was The Matrix. And now we're, we're, it's Excellent. mostly language, a little violence, whatever. That's fine. Uh,
0: so that was—I always like to hear people's first R-rated movies. And That's like, why I wanted it to be yeah. a thing.
1: I'm like you, she watched yeah. it. She really liked it. But that, I, we talked yeah. about that a month ago, or more. <laughs> but it was nice yeah. going back to. Reloaded and revisiting it, and finding that I still have, I still feel the same way as I did the first time I watched it. There's, there's some dodgy CGI, but other than that, it's still really, really enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. Yep. Yep. Oh, and I would go with the backlash on that movie when that came out, and I'm, oh,
1: people were comparing I it recall. to the Star Wars prequels uh, and stuff like that. Like they, they were, people were going that harsh on it. And I was like, you're out of your mind. This is still fun. It's not the first one, but it's still good. Yeah. Yeah. But that first one was so good. It's like where are you going to go from there, you know?
0: When was the last time that you watched the first one? Or any um, of them? I haven't watched any of the Matrix since uh um, You have them on Blu-ray? Yes, I do. Uh whenever they came out on Blu-ray. I mean, it, that was that was a pretty early Blu-ray release if I'm not mistaken, you have the but box it was set. way Yeah. Yep. But it years and years ago at this point now. Um, I would say probably eight years. Oh wow, it's been that long. Yeah, I'm guessing. I wonder
1: if we have the same box set. Hold on. Uh, oh,
0: it's in the living room. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go out after yeah.
1: it. Yeah,
0: more than likely we did. no. I, and it's not in front of me right now. But it, the animatrix is not included in that set. Correct. Uh, the animatrix is in my set. No, then okay. Then I might have that. <laughs> I, I seriously, it's it's been on my shelf for so many years. I don't. I. It's <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where I don't pull out, and I should. Oh, hey, and maybe I, after this I, episode
1: I will. I, yeah, hey, there you go. I, I understand because I've had that Alien set that you gave me as a whatever. I've only watched two of the movies in it. I've I watched, oh, I watched all the special features and everything, but I just haven't watched the movie. I've seen all of those movies so many times. And the older I get, yeah. the less I'm rewatching kind of certain things. It's sort of just out of time. I've got so much at my yeah. fingertips, but it's okay with the people yeah. that... uh are being hired to run the FCC. The internet's not going to be around much longer, so we're good. Um, yeah. Back to you. Perfect. <laughs> so
0: let's get as many podcasts as we can in right now. Well, we
1: can still upload our podcasts from our phone line. That'll be fine. Yes. You can download them really slowly. It'll be okay.
0: Yes. Yep.
1: Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah. Netflix yeah. and stuff like that. Bye. Bye. Don't need yeah. you anymore. Okay. Or right, we'll go back to the discs. <laughs> Get them by mail. it will yeah. be fine. Hey,
0: you know what? I yeah, I've got my Blu-ray collection. So yeah, there we me go. too.
1: I I got a little depressed about that, and then I said, you know what? Screw it. I've I've I lived without you forever, and I can live without you again.
0: Yeah, I've got stacks of Blu-rays and stacks of DVDs. I'm I'm still rocking the old well, mainly Blu-rays, but I still have DVDs. We're set. We're fine. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> the apocalypse hits. Okay. Where's my generator so I can run my sound system? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This, okay. this too
1: shall pass. Okay,
0: back to you. You want to do another Dear God, I hope. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, uh, so now the next the next phase of my reviews is going to be more of the artist, artistic-y type movies. Starting with 2009's Valhalla Rising oh. from Nicholas Winding Refn. Uh, this is one that I uh, picked up. Uh, interesting story here. I bought a bunch of Blu-rays from the local exchange store here in Canton, and this ties into what you shared last week of uh, the one on Cleveland Avenue. Uh, so there was, I, so I'm going through that. I traded in some movies, and so I'm going through them. I'm like I'm trying to find something that's worthy of the trade-in. And uh, I got Wally for my kid, and I found uh, Oz, Great and Powerful, or whatever it's called, Great and whatever, yeah. uh, for for three dollars. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's that's worth three dollars. I wouldn't mind rewatching that one. Um, and then as I'm walking out, I'm like, whoa, whoa, back up here. There was a whole case dedicated to my Scream Factory, Arrow, Import, Code Red, all this. Are you sure all it, this was, de- it was dedicated
1: to the niche market or was it dedicated to horror?
0: No, it was dedicated to the, that stuff. Wow. Well, and here's why. Here's why. So there was an employee that used to work there and he did a complete... Uh, selling of, uh, trading in of all of his movies, including that Fright Night, uh, disc that you've got. So all of the Scream Factory, Arrow, Code Red, uh, Vinegar Syndrome, all those movies went in a case for sale, and his criterions went to the other, uh, exchange location. Mm -hmm. So this was several weeks ago already, which is when you got yours. Yeah. Um, but they, they actually told him, like, I am a kid in a candy store right now. And they are like, you should have been here two weeks ago. There was, there, he, They were like, there's way more stuff here a couple weeks ago. I'm like, uh... Anyway. So, which leads me to some of the movies that I'm going to be reviewing, which one of them is Valhalla Rising. This is the Canadian Blu-ray import. I don't believe that this was released here in the States on Blu-ray. It was on Netflix for a while. It might still be on Netflix, and that's where I watched it. The first time, um, or was it DVD? I forget. Anyway, uh, but that's one that I snatched up and gave it was a cheap one, uh, the, this Canadian import. So, gave it a rewatch, and I remember, I didn't remember a whole lot about it, but I remember it being beautiful, like the cinematography. Me too. And, and you gave it four uh, stars on the first watch. I remember that and, because
1: I was like, yep. eh, I, I didn't hate it. I just was like, yeah, I, I need to rewatch it, honestly, reevaluate, because I I just was sort of like a lot of pretty scenery, no talking.
0: What? Yep. And that's uh, upon rewatch, four stars review stands. That was a cool movie. Okay. Uh, it's um, I kind of have an idea of what I think is going on there. Um, and it's very much a um. Allegory, I think, to, uh, religion, because there, it's kind of like the, the dark ages, or, I don't want to get too much into that, but there's a lot of allegories to, to that type of thing, to religion and to people's worldviews, but I, I thought it was fantastic. I was never bored. Uh, the, like, even if, like, okay, now they're walking again, like this, you know, the, the, uh, crusaders are walking again with, his name is One Eye which is actually uh Mads Mikkelsen in this. Mm-hmm. And he's like this this warrior uh, silent warrior guy and they go to, they take him on a boat and they discover the the holy land maybe but um even at scenes where they're just walking I'm just like this is so beautiful and the music is so creepy mm-hmm. and off for some reason I was this is right up my alley. His movies are very hit and miss with me because I, I very much did not like Neon Demon. Um, but this one here, this is right there with the original Pusher as being one of my favorites from him. I would almost put this above Drive. I really what? liked this movie. Drive
1: is not a four-star movie?
0: It is. Yeah, it is. I've only watched Drive once, so I need to watch that one again. Um but I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Really really. I've watched really Drive really. like 3 times. <laughs> I need to Whoa. watch it again.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I need to m-
1: watch it again and give it another another look as I, I Yeah, like I already said.
0: Yeah. What else so was I
1: say? oh, I, I, as I recall that came out the same year as several other uh, Viking type viking type movies like mm-hmm. pathfinder which i Oof. hated yeah and i hated that some, movie. something else that i was like meh nah. and then i watched valhalla rising and it was like enough enough with this you know <laughs> uh, yes. i'd have to go back and actually check my review but i don't remember hating it i just remember being like kind of confused and it was a little yeah. slow and just kind of eh. it looked yeah. amazing i remember it looked amazing and the score was good and mads mickelson was awesome that he was great always. in this, yeah.
0: But I I really like this movie. This is one where kind of like it's not quite there with uh, Under the Skin, but it has kind of a similar vibe, an un- yeah. otherworldly type vibe with the music and the way it's shot. This is a good movie. So um anyway, so next up, you should. Uh, it's a really good movie. In fact, you can borrow the Blu-ray if you want. The Blu-ray looks spectacular. And it's Canadian, so it's region A. There you go. Perfect. Um, okay. And then my last, uh, more artistic type movie is, uh, I gave the witch another watch or, ah, now I remember we ended the show on the witch that I was trying. I said the witch like 10 times in a row. And well, just that it was coming up. Uh, yes, yeah, So I, I, did give it a rewatch and still stands as, uh, easily in my top 100 of all time. Uh, I got to tell you that that movie creeps me out more every time I watch it. It gets more uncomfortable for me the more I know what's coming and the more that the music plays such a key role in this movie to make you feel that the whole way through. It's this almost noises, but this this background cube, and type stuff going on music mm-hmm. Uh coupled with. Total and complete despair from frame one. There is <laughs> nothing positive that happens in this movie at all, ever. Yeah. Unless you, unless you think the end is uplifting and like, I guess, yay for Satanism. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Otherwise, I. Otherwise, I, that's it. I, <laughs> I,
1: you're not wrong, but. Uh,
0: um. That was. True.
1: <laughs> um, yep. I loved it. No, I, 5 I've only I, mean, watched I I've only is... watched it once and I I I got the Blu-ray for 250 and I I wow. I'm so happy that it's in my collection. I can't wait to watch it again. The hardest part for me to watch though is that uh first beginning, I don't want to give it away incident yeah. with the child yes. where the Oh, it's awful. The... Awful.
0: <laughs> it's
1: like, yeah. I, I that shit haunts me. It's like I yes. wouldn't have to see that You
0: could have just talked about it later and I'd have been like, okay. Because they talk about it later. Yeah. And it's such a not gory movie. Like even that scene, it wasn't really that graphic. It was just the idea of what you're watching and just the little snippets and the sound effects and the music. And that, I mean, she was just this disgusting, like the actual witch in this movie. There is a witch in this movie is disgusting looking. The, The very few bits that you see of her. You remember that?
1: Yeah, I remember. I just don't agree. I thought she was sexy as hell and very presidential. Oh, <laughs> amazing, awesome. Yeah. Um,
0: no, no. But we actually see the like what her real, what she really looks like. Yeah. In that, when you go to for a rewatch in that particular scene you're talking about, yeah. um, she's quite. Uh, well,
1: she shows up several times throughout the movie. Yeah, uh, but okay. Now here's another thing. After my first rewatch, I had put forth the. Wild conspiracy theory that perhaps, how was it?
0: Uh, the the daughter, um, what was that? That
1: the daughter was the witch, and there was no old witch. Was, the old witch was a metaphor, or something that uh, the, the the donkey, the goat thing was <laughs> Black Philip. Black Philip uh, was projecting to motivate her to blackouts, to do the evil, to get her to the end.
0: Yeah. finally... seriously, like, that, that is a cool,
1: so that's, I, that's, that's I know, a, I know it's not, it's got a lot of holes. I understand that. But on the rewatch, what did you, did that enter your thoughts at all?
0: You know, um, the whole way through, um, yeah, Black Philip and just, I, I think that the whole way through that she is being manipulated, um, as a So I, I think, I get that I think as what far made as, me
1: think of that idea was that they weren't in the room at the same time, or you didn't see them on frame at the same time. Yes, that's what it yeah. was.
0: Yeah, But I mean, you literally for an hour and a half, you see the, the destruction of a family. That—that's the movie. Yeah, really, when it comes down to it, from the from the very beginning, and all through old time religion, um, it's just so. It's so. I don't want to say it's depressing because the movie itself is not really for a horror fan. I wasn't depressed. I was just like, this is either. so awesome. No, I, I was never depressed just, watching this movie. I was like, this is great. Yeah. I
1: can't wait to see where it's going.
0: Yeah, it's just heavy, heavy horror. like serious, true horror stuff. This is not cheesy horror. This is oppressive. Ugh, I loved it. <laughs> I love this type of movie. He doesn't love oppression. Yes. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> back to 2017 there
1: we go <laughs> lots changed
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so okay black philip he's he's yeah never been better he's he's the best uh,
1: that was great uh, and i yeah, yeah a lot of holes in that theory i need to rewatch it again and maybe take some notes to, to try and yeah. put 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 that uh, idea into a cohesive narrative or something but i i
0: anyway that director is going to be redoing uh, Nosferatu that'll be interesting hmm yeah yeah i
1: hey, at this point he is i mean that's a, that's bat- the
0: premium pick for that material but yeah yeah but but and that's that, he's going to be under a lot of scrutiny for that one cuz that is a One of the first, if not the first, horror movies, and he's remaking it, so... I
1: I will disagree with you on that. I don't think he's going to be... He's going to be under a lot of scrutiny from Oscar people and old people that remember Nosferatu. The general-going populace who like vampire movies don't know that movie, don't give a shit about that movie, will never watch that movie. (laughs) Have you, super horror fan, watched Nosferatu?
0: Um, I watched the movie that, uh, what was it with Willem Dafoe that he plays? No, uh, yeah, that, that doesn't character. count. That's
1: like saying I, yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's like saying that I watched the Tim Burton movie about that director, but I've never watched Plan 9 from Outer Space. <laughs> you have to actually Edward, go watch yeah. them. I, I don't think I have either. I have it, but I don't think I've watched it yet. I Like on one of those big, because it's public yeah. domain now. I've got one of those, I think I've got one of those big box sets with it.
0: Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see the direction that he takes it. Is he gonna? Is he gonna kind of fall into a John Carpenter type thing, to where it's like, oh, that's a Roger Ed, uh, Eggers movie there. I, I can tell because it's like The Witch and it's like Nosferatu, and because John Carpenter fairly quickly fell into a, this is a John Carpenter movie. You can just tell it's a John yeah. Carpenter movie, and if a
1: themed, and a and themed the,
0: direction. Yes, and The Witch is very much like if. All it would take is one or two more very similar to that, and it's like, okay, that's his thing. I sure hope so, man. I, I sure
1: hope I he stays in that yeah. kind of theme of his own. Actually, I was just talking about another director that is doing the same thing, or at least with uh, two movies under his belt. I have seen themes, and I hope that he stays with the look and themes that he's doing, and I need way more of his movies. I'm not getting enough of them, and that's Joseph Kaczynski. Uh, Tron two should... and oh, Ob- yes. Oblivion. Oh. Oh uh, yes. You know what I mean.
0: I need more of yes. that, man. More of that, please. But yeah. Ugh. Well you are right. Oblivion is very much it does it does fit into the Tron legacy type feel. Bubble. Yeah. Yeah. And I really just so. keep doing what you're
1: doing. Do that. Yeah. Stay in your lane. <laughs> yes. Agreed. <laughs> great great uh look and themes and music and everything. I love it. Okay, yep. now I'm going to do a doubleheader. Okay. Movies from last year that I got from the library this week. The Shallows. Hmm, all right. shark movie with Ryan Re- Reynolds' uh, wife uh, in a bikini and very close-up of uh, kind of side boob and stuff like that because uh, we got to show <laughs> her off her hips and everything. And <laughs> a couple of shots where it's yep. like, all right, guy, I got it, you're not... Uh, uh, a Sears catalog here. Let it go. Just back off a little bit. Blink Lively. Lovely, lovely young lass. Uh, good movie. I, I enjoyed this movie. It was, it was good. I had a couple of issues with it. It's not the next Jaws, uh, but uh, I'll tell you, that is one bastard asshole of a shark. I, I mean, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I know. to To the point where it's like, this isn't even nature anymore. This thing is just gen- yeah. genuinely pissed off at mankind. Uh, yeah ridiculous uh, how I <laughs> ridiculous but i
0: i loved it i thought it was a great movie it, it is
1: good i i fully enjoyed it i thought the the uh, uh, come on you know it with this kind of movie the shark is gonna get dispatched uh, you know it's yeah. gonna happen so i'm not spoiling anything by saying that but the manner in which it does hilarious i i yeah. laughed out loud at a couple of parts in this movie yeah. but particularly in that one Gruesome to the max, and if I were her, when I was all said and done, I would have been like, "Diving expedition, y'all." Two weeks later, we're gonna go back and look at the skeleton of this shit still in that position. Let's just put yeah. it that way. I don't want to yes. ruin it. The actual. Because what, I killed that bitch. I killed that <laughs> bitch, and it still would be there. Maybe eaten up by crabs and everything, but you still would get to see the the. Oh, well, that was gross. I, I liked it. Yeah. Um, the only part that kind of, I, I I had to turn my head away at is is when they do the medical whenever it's medical stuff, it, it's worse. And when she was trying to fix her leg a little bit, it, it's like oh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like I can watch any gory decapitation, mutilation cutting the guts out, whatever. But when it's a surgical procedure and it's like, oh, I hand me my suture and my forceps and let me sew up your <laughs> tiny little finger cut. Then I'm like, barf, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I, I, for some reason that just bothers me 10 times worse. I, I was very, uh, I, I kudos to the writing though, because they gave her a medical background, which was yes. awesome. And the way that she was talking through doing it, I was like, this is great. Even though I'm not looking at the screen and I'm to the hand to the side. Cause it was so, I can't, I just can't look at that. That's so gross. Uh, I, I thought that everything about it otherwise was, was, uh, about that scene was very effective and worked very well. I liked that.
0: Yeah. Did you like uh Wilson
1: duck? (laughs) That was funny, but I had to keep thinking like, maybe it's the difference between men and women, but I I kept thinking like, all right, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shoot you off (laughs) this rock because I'm not, not kidding. I, you might be breakfast. <laughs> and then even when she grabbed the duck and was like fixing its wing or whatever, I was just waiting for her to go neck snap. Snap <laughs> nom
0: nom nom uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that's alright. That was funny. And then and, and then in the end, this this rotten bitch uh after You know, just talking to the duck and or the duck, the the seagull. I know the seagull. Being nice to it and whatever, and it's her friend, even though she's starving and dying on this rock. When it's time to make this chancy swim, and I need a head start, come here, seagull. Getting on this broken piece of board, (laughs) and I'm pushing you off the other way. Distraction. Yeah. Best of luck. You'll be fine. (laughs) <laughs>
0: you'll be fine you'll be fine
1: i'm going this way <laughs>
0: but good luck with that don't
1: forget to write
0: uh, <laughs> like yeah that
1: yeah, was, was horrible
0: you were saving them yeah, as have fun have fun have fun with the shark that's murdering water
1: <laughs> over there <laughs> oh. a couple of other things that kind of annoyed me were like common sensey type things like there's a black mass floating out in the water and you're a hundred yards away from it and maybe you can't tell what it is, but you can tell that it's floating there. Probably eh I'm good. Yeah. And she's like, let yeah. me swim within five feet of it till I figure out what it was. It's like, it's a giant dead whale, come on. Like
0: Yeah. Oh, I would never in a million years swim over to a yeah, like you said, a giant shadow in the water. Never. She I mean, she she didn't realize
1: what it was till she was like ten feet away. You would see, I've spent enough time in the ocean, you would be able to tell from at least 50, and I would be getting my ass out of there as, oh, nobody will tell me yeah. what the name of the beach is. It's a mystery. Ha ha ha, let's go swimming. Yeah. I'd be like, obviously the name of this beach is Murder, Death, Shark Beach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you liked the movie, though. That was a, no, oh, I thought it was yeah, good. Yeah,
1: overall, good movie. I enjoyed it. Okay. Next up, 10 Cloverfield Lane. The most disappointing title for a F- Cloverfield movie. Ugh.
0: I wanted to talk to you about this, too, and get your, your thoughts on that.
1: Yes, I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed the film. I, I thought, because of the trailer, we spent way too much time down in the basement with Jod Goodman. Uh, Way too much. Do I say way too much? Again. We're now at that point. Drinks are flowing. Everything is hyperbole. Everything's the extreme. Yeah. We spent too much time in the basement with John Goodman. I'm not going to say way too much, but... Um, <laughs> I And all that stuff was interesting. Every time it started to get slow or boring, it was like th- there was something to pep it up. She would steal the keys and run upstairs and then see the dying zombie lady. Okay, wow. Oh, okay, he's right. Wow. Stay inside. And every time there was an issue with something, you know, his crazy would flare up and keep it interesting and keep it going. But at the same time, when you name the thing Cloverfield Lane, we know it's a Cloverfield story. We're, we're all waiting for the giant kai, kaiju monster. We're all waiting for the alien something. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? With the trailer, if it hadn't been called 10 Cloverfield Lane, nobody would be waiting for that shit. If you had called it the bunker, everybody would go yeah. in and be like, okay. And then when we got to the mailbox moment, everybody would be like, holy shit, it's this. And everybody else would be going, shh, don't tell anybody. And obviously it's a spoiler thing. The secret would get out and people would know eventually. But man, what an amazing opening weekend that would have been to see that and go, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody what it is. And I've heard many a review that says, oh, the last five minutes makes it a Cloverfield movie maybe I should like rewatch it and look at the actual timestamps to see, but it felt like the last 30 minutes and it, Oh yes, it, it did it really, yes. really advanced the Cloverfield world uh, universe. In my opinion that I learned a lot because in Cloverfield, it was like, we don't know what Cloverfield is. We don't know what that means. Here's a giant monster. We don't know where it comes from. Is it a science experiment gone wrong? Is it aliens? Is it, is it an organized attack? Is it just a random pissed off monster? We don't know anything. And we don't learn anything throughout this movie. In 10 Cloverfield Lane, it answered a hell of a lot of those questions. Even to the point where she was driving towards Houston at the end. Please, if anybody can hear this broadcast, come to... Again, I guess we're way into spoiler territory, but...
0: Yes, but I'm actually very curious what you think of... of...
1: It's alien attack. Now we've learned that it is an alien attack. The thing in the spaceship that she fought with the Molotov cocktail, that was that was yeah. one of the giant monsters that took on the city. So those things are sentient. Really? I I took it that way. It sure as shit looked like it. I took it that way. Okay. If you, it, man, maybe I need to go back and watch the original Cloverfield, but I took it as that was one of the original monsters piloting that ship. I mean, otherwise you got this gigantic, huge octopus claw mouth inside of the ship. I mean, I assumed that that was the monster Mm. from the first one inside a ship and they are sentient beings just out to destroy shit or take over our planet, or whatever the hell their purpose is, we don't exactly know, but she took one down. And, I mean... Yeah. It looked the same to me as some of the things in that uh, first film. Ooh, that's
0: interesting, yeah. I've, it's been a little while since I watched chlorophyll but I am curious if that is the same Do you see what I mean? Beasties. Like, they could pack on yeah. some
1: armor, and then it's a ship, and they float around. And then,
0: yeah. um, how did
1: the original get uh, deployed? There was a splash in the water.
0: Yeah. Maybe one. a ship yeah.
1: went down, and then it, the thing shed its shipness and crawled out and was pissed off, and there you go. That was the first Cloverfield.
0: Hmm. How cool would that be if the next one takes place in space and is almost a prequel to the first one to where uh, it battles the thing in space, uh, the, the whatever, in outer space, and then what we see land in the first Cloverfield is the actual... Yeah, yeah, I mean, that could whatever. work. And so. Well, there's another one supposedly coming this year, October 27th. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure if you heard but, or not, but I did hear that the plot line is that it does take place in space. No, I didn't hear that. Yes, I've, I've been hearing that it's taking place on the space station or something in space. So that's what leads me to believe. What if it actually would be... I, where I heard that, who knows? It's the internet, which we're going to be yeah. losing here any minute now anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, who knows? It, it could be
1: anything. But from what I understand with this uh, verse... as you know, every movie must have a verse now. I understand that there, it's going to continue to be these little side quill things where it's just different stories taking place all at the same time. And that, you know, going back and looking at it from that perspective, I really appreciated the way that they made this uh, guy down in the bunker. That was very fascinating. It was very interesting. It was very good. It just, I, it's not a knock on the movie itself. It's just the title. It's like they wanted to cash in on the Cloverfield brand and, I understand that. You got to make your money. But at the same time, it's like, man, if you had just taken the risk, I think this thing would have done twice as much bank. I really, well, really. I, I really do. Well, twice as much again. Welcome to that time of the night where everything's extreme, but uh, I think it would have made more money. Cause a lot of people would have watched it that first weekend. And then like, keep your damn mouth shut. Just watch this movie. You saw Cloverfield, you, Did you see Cloverfield? Yeah. Did you like that? It's kind of like that. Go watch this. And then they watch it and go, it's a frickin' sequel. Yeah. I like kind of that. like
0: the Blair, kind of like Blair Witch, because Blair Witch was originally the woods,
1: right? But it, I mean, there it made sense to cash in on the title. Whereas here, it's like you didn't have to; you
0: could have surprised everybody with that. Yeah. Anyway, I do think that John Goodman was absolutely fantastic as the creepy. Uh,
1: he was, and it was well written to keep you guessing along with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. If it, yeah. Is this actually a thing or is this not? Should I escape? Should I not? They did a, yeah. a, a fantastic job with that. And then as soon as she gets out and she's, in, I don't know, all of that last 30 minutes was awesome.
0: Oh, it was great. Yeah. Science fiction awesomeness. I loved it. Yep. Okay. Back to you. Okay. Um, I just uh, picked up the recently released slumber party massacre parts two and three. Uh, so I did a double header and watched them both because why not? Um, have you watched any of the Slumber Party Massacre movies? I can't remember to be perfectly honest. I know that I've looked at
1: them longingly many a time over at uh, Bob's Video Store down there when I, oh, when I was yes. a, but a wee lad. Uh, the covers of <laughs> girls in scantily clad uh, negligee and uh, you know a weird guitar axe chainsaw thing.
0: Yes, yes. Well, so these are Roger Corman movies. Just getting that out of the way right, right up front. This is, this is his new horizon I can
1: just hear it. All of the deficits of Death Race 2050 are about to become glorious positives.
0: Yes, exa- Yes, they are. Because why not? Um, so, so after the events of the first movie, we jump to Slumber Party Mass, and just, just to recap on what happens in, in Massacre 1. Well, I'll just refer to it as Massacre 1. Um, Really good actresses um, get uh, drilled by a, a nameless, random dude, bad guy. Like, there's no real rhyme or reason. He's just a bad guy. And there. And they're having a slumber party, and they kill him, and it's women empowerment, and bada-bing, you're done. So, part two is the sister of one of the girls that fights off the... Do they tell you the this in the movie, one? or
1: do you know this because you watch
0: the movie that much? Um, no, they actually explain oh, okay. this. This is yeah a bit of expo- exposition in the beginning. I, I so, just not just one... know
1: how much you know about the SPM
0: universe. Yeah, <laughs> the, the SPM the universe. The SPM-verse. Because it is a, this is kind of like Marvel. Mm-hmm. This is an expanded universe here. Yeah, on, on yes, way. yeah, and uh, SPM. Yeah. So part two, we are going into Freddy Krueger-type territory here where the killer is really never explained where he comes from or what he is. He is just some dude in black leather. Um, he actually kind of looks like Freddie Mercury, holding a big red guitar with a huge drill. And for an hour and 17 minutes, actually, you no know, for about an hour... Um, there's a lot of shenanigans with, uh, really great actresses and actors with back and forth and them partying and, and playing in a rock band in this condo. It's, it's great. Alternative acting. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The best, the best kind, by the way. The best. It's the best. Um, sad. So, so then, um, so then this guy shows up for absolutely what reason. I don't know. The, the girl has these nightmares. And so I think we're to assume that he comes from her nightmares, like Freddy Krueger. And this is 87, so... What year Freddy was... Kruger, yeah,
1: what year... I was going to say, what's the timeline? Well, Nightmare
0: on Elm Street was... I mean, at 84? this point... 84 was the first one. So at this point, Dream Warriors was out. So I can imagine that this was a, let's do that kind of. Yeah. And make him wisecracking like Freddy Krueger. And, and it's and, Corman. And it's Corman. But it... Totally works. For an hour and 17 <laughs> minutes, I'm like, yeah. <sighs> there's the guitar. Oh, you're going to do a musical number now. Yeah. Oh,
1: my God. There is zero chance this is better than Death Race 2050. But I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> um, so anyway, so then things happen and uh, and there's padding for an hour and 17 minutes. And then the movie ends and then part three. Um, so let's get into part three real quick here. And by the way, the, all three of the party massacre movies now, now it's party massacre. Um, they're all, yeah, they're all directed by, uh, women, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so part three directed by Sally Madison. Okay. Um, is basically a remake of the first one, but more mean spirited to me. And I've watched the first one way way too many times. <laughs> uh, but the the third one is basically the they've there is no chronological order really to these movies. It's basically like okay, now we're going to reset it again and just do something random with some dude killing uh, yeah, <laughs> bad actors in a house uh for oh, an extremely long padded runtime. And yeah, this does the same thing. You Huge um, thumbs up from you to Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I went, when I was done, I'm like, you know, I'll probably watch both of these again this, this year sometime. <laughs> um, but part three, um, for those of you that are going to pick up the Scream Factory Blu-ray, uh, both of these have the unrated versions. Now, I hear that the part two unrated version um, is, Why is just... is anybody making a cut version of SPM? I know, really. <laughs> What's wrong <laughs> right. with you? Um, part two is mainly just dialogue stuff, but part three, like I watched the unedited version, which the cut stuff was in VH or not VH, but was DVD quality. Mm. But I can't see this being even remotely good without watching that version because all of the best parts were the the cut stuff that they put back in. Like all of the deaths were like of lesser quality. So, I'm not sure where this is going other than I thought these were just... No,
1: I, you, you're doing fine. I don't know. Why the, ah. why the derail? You're doing good. Um, we but, haven't got to the point where drunk asshole Eric starts cutting you off for doing normal okay. things yet. We'll get there, <laughs> I'm sure. Okay, okay. okay. Like last um, episode.
0: But I will say, for uh, best use of uh, of of cool, very cool designed killing tool in a movie... Slumber Party Massacre Part 2 takes the cake. That guitar is so badass, 80s. <laughs> it's so great and funny and not scary at all, yet, like, it just works in this so it's, weird... It's
1: basically co-eds and negligee, uh, finding reasons to get their clothes off, and being attacked by a killer from a hair metal band. Basically, this is Eugene Weaver, the movie.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, parts one, two, and three. Yeah, so basically, it's, it's Eugene... Daryl Weaver. The trilogy, the trilogy, yes. <laughs> uh, but oh, I was giddy when I heard that Scream Factory was, was releasing these. I'm like, oh yeah, just please don't be forty dollars, please. And it was it was reasonably priced, twenty dollars. I'm like, wow, all right, all right. They're probably worth about maybe 20, five dollars each. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're
1: like, um, <laughs> well, you do know how rabid those SPM fans can get. Oh, I know. Yes. There's whole um, conventions I- dedicated to this <laughs> series. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Duh. Good. Anyway, oh. so yeah, All I'm right, done.
1: One more round for me, and we're done. Okay. I'm done. You can do another round. Okay. Uh, Red 2. Did you watched the first Red. I did. Bruce Willis, yes? Yep. Uh, second one, I, I could be totally wrong here, but I don't remember getting a lot of love. I remember it getting negative. No, not good. Whereas the first one was good. Uh, so I did not rush out to get this one, but, you know, I somebody passed the voodoo code to me cheat I think it was Dave. Yeah, my buddy Dave. Uh, I'll, I'll check it out, and I've seen it for 250 the Blu-ray. I, I'll give it a watch. I dare say, I haven't watched the first one in a while, but I would dare say I enjoyed this one every bit as much as the first one. Ooh. John Malkovich, play this role for the rest of your life, because this was, I love you in this role of just being just crazy. Just crazy psychopath. I, seriously, if you like the first one, I, I can't imagine you would dislike this one. It was fun and funny, action, adventure, shenanigans with these old assassins and CIA spies and whatnot. Uh, that, that, nothing much more to say about that. I've had a blast with it. It was a, I was surprised how much fun I had with it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's it. Did you like the first one or no?
0: I did. Yeah, I did. I've only watched it one time, and I have it on Blu-ray. I bought it like, used uh, back when Blockbuster actually was still open, and I was living in Florida. I bought it for like two bucks. Yeah. and I So I have the Blu-ray of the first one, but I haven't given it a second watch. I think I watched the first one with you in the theater. Very
1: possible. And yeah. this is premium wife material. Yeah. My, my wife really liked the first one. I, the second one's on my Voodoo. You're welcome to watch it. Okay. I, I, I will. Seriously, I, I laughed a lot. It's got good action. It's good. It's good.
0: So Bruce Willis does not phone it in then? I don't really want to talk about Bruce Willis. Uh, okay. He's a
1: <laughs> monstrous asswipe, in my opinion. But no, he did, he did the exact same thing he did in the first one.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: But All right. Malkovich is a star for me. Well, and Anthony Hopkins was in this one. And. Uh, What's the lady's name? Um. Great actress. But she was in it too. Helen right? Mirren. Um, Helen Mirren, Marin, yes. Freaking 110 years old. She's still hot as hell. I know. She's amazing. It's, oh. She's amazing in this one. As as badass as she was in the first one, just as badass in this one. And this one brings in a, a Korean guy. You'd recognize him as soon as you saw him. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the last thing was he was in. I'll look it up. <laughs>
0: Is he like a big American star or. Is he... Um,
1: I don't know if I'd say Big American Star, but you would definitely... Just hold on a sec. I'll, I'll bring up... I'll bring up the things that he was in. And you you will... I, I don't want to say off the cuff what I think it was. Hold on a sec. Helen Mirren is a frickin' vampire. Byung-hun Lee. And you would know him from I Saw the Devil.
0: Oh, nice. G.I. Oh, Joe
1: Retaliation. The G.I. Joe movies. He was in those. Okay. Uh, Terminator Genesis. And There's something else other than I Saw the Devil. The Good, the Bad, and the Weird.
0: Oh, good movie. Man, I haven't seen that thing in years. A
1: Bittersweet Life. An absolute masterpiece of a film.
0: He was the star
1: of that. That's what I know him for. Wow, that movie is so good. He was the main actor, wasn't he? Yes, he was the main guy. And he's, Great movie. He's an assassin in this one that gets hired to take out Bruce Willis, and he was Bruce Willis's protege, and he can't wait to take him out. He hates him. It's it was a ton of fun, ton of fun. Excellent. Oh, Joint Security Area. Oh, he's been in some damn good movies. Who directed that? I'm Trying to remember that guy's name, because that was the same director of Bittersweet Life that did uh, the one on the lake. Dude. Wait, the one in the life that you liked so much? Yeah, that you didn't really care for,
0: but that I was the the fish hooks. There was yeah. fish hooks involved. Oh, in the... yeah.
1: yeah, there were fish hooks. I remember that. Yeah, Ji-Woon Kim. Bittersweet Life was such
0: a great revenge movie.
1: And yeah, well, that Ji-Woon Kim, that director of that works with this actor a lot. He did The Last Stand with Schwarzenegger, which sucked. Um, mm-hmm. yes. I saw the devil, the good, the bad, the weird, a bittersweet life, a tale of two sisters, three extremes two. <laughs> oh no, he didn't do the lake movie. My bad. That was Kim Kyduck. I remember that, but yeah, his, yeah, you're a fan of that director as well. Yes. Tale of two sisters. Very much. Good, to bad. I, oh, good to bad the bad, good, the bad, the I've had that on my Blu-ray shelf. I, it's it has to be going on three years now, three
0: or four. Have you not seen it yet?
1: No, I've watched it before, but I bought the Blu-ray okay. and I haven't watched okay. it since I bought it on Blu-ray. It's just been sitting on my shelf. I need to get back to that. But that, that was a good anyway, movie. That I believe it's Korean. That Korean actor is in Red too, and oh, I love him. That you get a lifetime pass for a Bittersweet Life.
0: Yeah. Oh, that that scene in the end with walking through the. The apartment building, whatever, with the machine gun. That was so badass.
1: Yeah.
0: Or the the nightclub, whatever it was. That was great. I don't even know. I don't think that thing has a Blu-ray release. I think that's... Uh, It it does, but it's uh, either a Japanese or it's a Korean release, and it is crazy expensive, and I'm not importing it new. I will cling to my DVD foreign release, whatever.
1: I have that movie. I love it. Yep. If you... Guys, listening to this show, if you haven't seen A Bittersweet Life, yep. beg, that, borrow, steal, do what you gotta do, but watch that yep. movie. It's amazing.
0: That gets the Movie freak seal of approval right there. I love that movie. Yep.
1: Okay, one more and then I'm done. And the okay. rest of the time is yours. I won't take too long here. Uh, the Fifth Wave I wrote a review of on Facebook. You can, That was
0: hilarious, hilarious review, by the way. <laughs> you can go wow. read, read that review.
1: Um, yeah. It. I don't want to spoil it. Go read it. It exists. And lastly, Louis C.K., hilarious, uh, stand-up, titled Hilarious, which makes it difficult to not sound, not sound like an idiot while you're talking about it. Yes. Uh, the title of his stand-up is Hilarious. And the stand-up is hilarious. If you mm-hmm. are familiar with C- Louis C.K., you will enjoy this stand-up. And that's all about there is to say. It's a good one. I enjoyed it. Hopefully he gets dark in some areas, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's great. He's one of my favorite stand-up uh, sti- uh Oh, that's it's eleven twenty. We're okay. reaching the witching hour, aren't we? Yep. I'm done. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, the, rest, <laughs> okay. the rest
1: of the show is you.
0: Okay, uh, so I'm going to touch on two movies that, um, not to brag, but I am going to say, but to brag, I participated in the. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, re, the remastering, in my own tiny little way, of these movies. I'm proud of you. From from 88 Films over in the UK, they did a crowdfunding uh, program with four movies that they wanted to bring to Blu-ray. They were like, if you guys want these, uh, you can crowdfund, raise the money for us to remaster them. When you do the math, if you like these four movies is basically paying for the Blu-rays themselves because you you get a copy yeah. of each movie when they're done. Uh You get it months in advance, too, by the way. So I got all four of these movies months before they were being released with a special slipcover and a, like, it's a special Blu-ray that only goes to the people that contributed. And my name is in the end credits. Did so you find it? I did, yes. My name is in the end credits of... A Lucio Fulci movie, and uh, that makes me just all giddy and happy and just warm all over. And um, yeah, I wish you'd uh, screen
1: grab it and make a poster out of it.
0: Oh, I did, I did, I I did make a, or I did take a screen grab of it. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, I'm like, oh, there's Eugene Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, the movie itself, though, let's talk about the movie itself. Are you going to review all four? No, I've only watched two of the four thus far. Okay. So I've watched... The first one was uh, Enigma. That's a Lucio Fulci movie. And the second one is Absurd uh, from Joe D'Amano. And Absurd is the sequel... Well, kind of, sort of sequel to uh, Anthropophagus from yeah. the same director. Mm-hmm. So Enigma first. Uh, this is Lucio Fulci's version of Carrie. Uh the, it's basically the spirit of a, uh, comatose girl, uh, possesses the, well, it's kind of a remake of Carrier, his own weird version of it. But they, these awful teenagers play a prank on this girl in the beginning of the movie. She's comatose and her spirit possesses this new girl that shows up at this, uh, boarding school to, uh, take revenge. And what's, uh, what's funny is that the, the girl that shows up, um you'd think that you would want to root for her, right? Like
1: I um, mean, yeah. As far as the revenge tale goes, she's, yeah, she's out for yeah.
0: revenge. Yeah, she's awful. Like you, you hate her. Like I'm like, I oh. I want you to die. Um <laughs> I wanted everybody to die in this. And the there, somehow she uh, like she shows up and she right away says, I'm here to screw. Like I'm that's what I'm what? doing here. Yeah. It's it's so weird. Like, who can I who can I lay? Um, Yeah. And so, and she does. And somewhere on. along the line, some older, like, creepily older guy and her form of romance. And he's kind of involved with another girl at the school, and it's kind of creepy and weird. But totally, totally cool in this movie, and this context, because it's uh, th- th- Italian. This all
1: sounds like a, a, a Lucio Fulci movie.
0: Yes, yes. So it makes no sense. Um, uh, the, mom, the so the comatose girl's mom is involved, and in I'm going to spoil this movie because really, who cares? Uh, <laughs>
1: Produced by Eugene Weaver. Yes,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, there's uh, the the uh, the custodian of the boarding school. That's it's the this comatose girl's mom, and she's for some reason or another, she's got satanicish powers. <laughs> Maybe. That sounds um, awesome. And that ties in with this bitchy, slutty girl that shows up, and um, my name's attached to the movie. So, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: everything that I'm hearing.
0: Everything. Oh.
1: But Absurd. Funny is, of course. But what's funny is that with all this insanity, it's a Lucio Fulci movie. That sounds like a Lucio Fulci movie. It's hard for me it to is. be like, oh, that's that's odd. No. Yeah, I've seen oh, I, tarantulas eat eyeballs while yes. the doors to hell are being
0: huh? and It's t- just it's just so random. there's so much random randomness to it and this is like he had some sort of a budget with like Zombie and uh Beyond and those movies back in the early 80s, but here you can tell the budget is way less. We're but it's really still-
1: in the, the cat in the brain territory. Yes.
0: Oh we're right there. It's cat in the brain level right here. Okay. Um now the set piece of this movie, and there is a set piece of this movie, as there is with most Fulci movies. There is yeah. a scene where you're like, "Wow!" and that would be the snail rape murder scene, oh, um, of course. And, and it, it's it is, always
1: with him. It's it's, it's an insect. It's,
0: it's, it's so close, it's, it's, it's dude. It,
1: <laughs> moths and and phenomenon, or the bugs and phenomenon, or the tarantulas and the, and beyond, or the it, 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 he's always like, "I gotta get some creepy crawly thing," and yeah. it's gotta violate the human. That's oh, what it has this! Well, now nah, I will say that that
0: uh, phenomenon that was uh, Dario Argento. Just, just to damn make sure it that, all yeah. to hell every <laughs> time I think I figured out who is who. Oh.
1: <sighs> That's all right. Carry on. But, Tell so, me what was the, it like the, producing the, this film with the, 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 the slu- slug? It was great. Rate. How do you? Yeah, is so, that slow? Is it time lapse? Do you have to speed it up? Oh,
0: I, honestly, the scene itself is like I was watching. I'm like, I actually felt bad for that actress because I'm like. These are real slugs climbing all over her naked, her naked slimy body right now. Like they're real slugs, and oh, they're putting some in her mouth now. Ooh, here goes a slug in her mouth, and uh, or snail, snail. Um, sorry, slugs is JP Simon. Oh you know? my bad, it's, slug, snail, yeah. whatever, slimy yeah. thing with a shell. Yes, but um, that scene was so gross, and I'm like, oh yeah.
1: I somehow you, feel you, you, less I, bad just, about screwing up. The Argento uh, <laughs> thing than I do about the slug snail
0: debacle. Yeah, carry on. The, the slug snail debacle. Okay, so um, yeah, snail rape enigma, um, and then the other movie was absurd. Uh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's okay. We're getting we're getting there. I told you, <clears throat> the rest shows yours. Uh, so absurd um, is. Uh, Actually, let me look up his name here because uh he um he, George Eastman, that's his name. He was the he's the big dude in Anthropophagus and for you grindhousey horror fans out there, you know who I'm talking about. He is like one of a kind. He's almost like Kane Hodder, but the Italian answer to Kane Hodder. Literally, like he's this big hulking dude that looks like he could like rip your head off with his pinky finger that's this guy um so he is uh, this guy that in the movie he um his blood coagulates or something and um so it's he's almost impossible to kill and a priest who actually plays the dean in uh JP Simmons pieces the killer from pieces. he he he's Spoiler. the priest in, shit yeah he, eh, i know uh, he's the priest in absurd he, out to stop this guy because he i guess escaped uh from somewhere um so the movie opens in a hospital very reminiscent of halloween 2 um and then we go to a babysitting job house what year was Where's this released?
1: Right? This is eighty one.
0: Eighty one. So basically, oh, it's a Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Yes. So the first half is Halloween two, and then the second half is the original Halloween, except it's Italian and gory. Um, and padding. There's so much padding. Like there's there is like forty five minutes of awesome in this, and forty five minutes of r- lots of running, like lots of running, and then it's bad dubbing. But the whole way through, I'm like, yeah. I'm Keep going. Where <laughs> where where are you gonna run to next? Like, oh where okay. Oh, watch the, you run, don't oh, trip, stumble. Oh, the th- okay. th- the creepy guy's peeking in the window now. Watch oh. out for not Italian Kane Hodder. Yes, yes, not a yes yeah, George Eastman. Um <laughs> I think it's funny whenever like some of these movies are released here in the States like back in the day and they would they would choose American names yeah. instead of the Italian names. So uh absurd was Originally, Joe Diamano directed it, but Peter Newton is actually the uh, American director's name. So Peter Newton's absurd, folks. And I supported this movie. So. Produced. Cheers to that. By Eugene Weaver. I, I, I helped. Yep. I, and, and what's great is like, it's like when the, when the, uh, the donors come up, like, my name is pretty, not, not the top, but it's up, it's up there. I'm like, there's Eugene Weaver. There you go. There you go. And I'm done. He came from the East to be a man. Yes. Yes. Now, I will say that the next episode, I will review the other two movies that I helped uh, bring to Blu-ray. So I highly look forward to it, and I still think that's cool. Even though if if the films are a piece of shit,
1: that's still pretty sweet to see your name in the. Uh, it is. It's yeah. It's,
0: and and the and for for the record, they look fantastic. Like the restorations are amazing for. What is obviously very low budget movies shot on film. They, I'm like, wow. And the special features are plentiful. And the, it's, it's literally like these movies are, you'd think that Criterion is releasing these things. And it's like, no, they're little scene oddities from Italy. Yeah.
1: Criterion would release them, but they're pieces of garbage. So there's no point to it. But there are a few people (laughs) out there that are like, no, 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 I love them, so.
0: Yeah, yep, but I, yeah, it's, uh, I it was, I anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I literally don't listener, know where I'm you going. You
1: can see the look of glee on Eugene's face oh, that I'm staring at. Oh, it makes he's me just, happy. He's grinning oh, and so and it's hard like, that he's going to be sore cheeked tomorrow.
0: Yeah, and, and this shit week, and it's been a pretty shit week, yeah. I'm like, like, I, I watch these and I'm like, my name is attached to that, and in 50 years, my name will still have been attached to these snail copies, rape. Yes. Yes, the Snail, snail rape, rape and George Eastman. Everybody yes. is going to associate Eastman
1: with Snail Rape and Eugene Weaver. Yes. Okay. Uh,
0: that's it. That's I'm it. done. That's it. <laughs>
1: there, I don't think there's anywhere else to go. Let's, let's, it's, let's it's, 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 We've
0: scraped. We've scraped that bottom. Oh, <sighs> oh, that's fantastic.
1: I'm envious. I, it's great. I haven't seen the movies, and I still I don't care. It's great. Uh, <laughs> I'm proud of you. Good job. Oh, all right. Okay, uh, let's wrap the show up. Uh, you know how to get a hold of us. MovieFreaksPod at yahoo.com and, uh, MovieFreaksPod on Facebook. That's your keyword for everything. And the Twitter and all of that nonsense. You can hit us up and we will reply to every communication that we get. One way or another. Uh, that's gonna do it for this episode. Till next week, I'm Eugene Weaver. I'm George Eastman. Goodbye.
0: See ya. for listening.